This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. You're listening to the Millennial Balance Podcast, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. I'm Shaliza Bacchus. I am Afwa Ball. What's up, Shaliza? What's up, girl? It's been interesting. Mm-hmm. How tired are you? <laughs> I think my bags have bags under my eyes. <laughs> Quadruple bags. I, I swear, nobody works harder than a news anchor. Like, news people, yes. Honestly. I was going to be like, I hope you don't put in my name because I'm like, legit, I have in my mind, I was like, when you said nobody works hard, and I was like, but I'm always just eating popcorn all the time. Okay, but you do work very hard because... While I'm eating popcorn. Amber Pay and I, our afternoon host, we were talking about that you are always on the ball. Like, even if you are running with, like, 15 seconds before you have to go to air, you're there. That's another podcast episode, but uh, we'll talk about that in an upcoming episode. The Life of a Newscaster. (laughs) Part one. (laughs) Part two. Doritos! No, that's that's a day in the life of Afwa. Yes, yes. Other other uh, newscasters, news anchors, phenomenal job. I mean, hey, yourself included, Afwa. Okay, yeah, you, okay, you, okay, okay. I try, I try, I try. I you try, don't give I yourself try. enough credit. I try. But that's we all. have all collectively just been immersed in the news lately. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a it's been a crazy week. Yeah, all because of that good old November 3rd. I mean... What was that? Something happened on that day? I don't know. I kind of fell asleep a little bit early. (laughs) (laughs) Does that even matter? Uh, You know what? No, I guess at this point... We woke up the next day and nothing really changed. nothing happened. So in in case you remember, like, what is she talking about? I mean, well, I'm sure you all know what we're talking about. The 2020 U.S. election. Uh, Finally, it came all (laughs) down to that day. We didn't get an answer, basically, on that day, but... Shaliza, I mean, talk to me about when, uh, I guess, the polls closed. How long were you watching for? Because, I mean, some people watch until midnight. Some people stay up till four, like me. Um, <laughs> that's a regular day for you. Technically, that's true. But how long did you stay up? I mean, wh- how are you um, watching? To be honest, your girl was tired. <laughs> tired, sleepy, and just tired yeah. of it. Um, so I didn't stay up all that late. Um you know, they talk about COVID fatigue. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had election fatigue just because yep. I live at home with my parents. Mm-hmm. And for the last, I don't even know, two months, it's just been CNN <laughs> on in the house just all the time. And I, I was just really tired of it. Yeah. And I figured that we wouldn't have a definite answer by midnight. So I was like, mm, I'm going to go to sleep. Good call. <laughs> good call because i think when i was watching i knew i fell asleep in and out but even when i was watching um other uh tv stations to see how they were covering it it almost got to a point where it's just like they're just trying to fill yeah (laughs) and i was just like you don't have anything just go to bed yeah they just just couldn't cut to commercial like man that was interesting it was it's gonna be one for the books Mm -hmm. in recent history maybe in all of u.s history it's it's definitely been an interesting uh, election, to say the least. I mean, uh, we saw the polls. Uh, it was giving Biden leads mm-hmm. in a number of states. And then election night comes and everything looks a little bit tighter than usual. I mean, um, did you see that coming at all? Honestly, no. And what a lot of people have been saying on social media, that this looks a lot like 2016. <laughs> and yeah. I was having the flashbacks, too. It was like, whoa, what happened? Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I was actually talking about this with our station manager, Tina Cortez. She asked, are you surprised? She asked the mm-hmm. same thing. And I said, yes and no, but maybe because, you know, us millennials, we follow things really closely on social media. Yeah. And I feel like the pool of people that I follow, it's mm-hmm. honestly a lot of liberals. Mm-hmm. So that's all I was really seeing on my timeline. You know, a lot of the celebrities who I follow mm-hmm. were endorsing Biden and they were encouraging people to vote, encouraging people to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really see the other side of it, even though I know it's there. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I was taking in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can understand your point uh, wholeheartedly. I mean, it's we've seen a lot of celebrities endorse mm-hmm. um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. We haven't really seen a lot of celebrities, uh, you know, doing the other side and sort of mm-hmm. endorsing uh Donald Trump, basically. Um, it's been interesting. I spoke with Tina as well. And, you know, we were having back and forth banter and we we're basically like, you know, it's possible that it could be a landslide. But I feel that there are a lot of sleeper Republican voters out there. And mm-hmm. I mean by maybe people who aren't overtly saying that they're going to vote Republican, mm-hmm. but they were going to vote Republican. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's a generational thing as mm-hmm. well. You know, this is where we see that generational gap. You know, we think that everybody thinks the way that we do. That's true. (laughs) When in fact, I guess in the U.S., you know, the generation above us kind of outnumbers the millennials. Mm -hmm. And maybe that causes those numbers. Right. I mean, record uh, voter turnout this year. I mean, breaking records on all fronts in terms of advanced voting, mail-in ballots, and voting on the actual day. Um, and to see it really come this close, it's it's really interesting to see. Um, of course, we've seen the drama that's unfolding, <laughs> that continues to unfold, that will likely continue to unfold. Drama so I think it's... is an understatement. <laughs> And with this year, it's just been something or another that's related to drama. So it's going to be interesting to see how the whole election is going to wrap up. I don't feel even even, that it's going to, you know, have a nice little bow tie on top of it anytime soon. No, it's it's just going to be a fun SNL skit every single day. Except that it's real life. (laughs) Welcome to 2020. Now, another thing that we need to think about in the month of November, in Canada especially, Mm -hmm. is Remembrance Day. And, you know, a lot of the veterans are aging Mm -hmm. and and they're getting older and and the war is getting further and further away as the years Mm -hmm. progress. Mm -hmm. So we as millennials, I think we need to really drive it home that remembering what these people gave Mm-hmm. for our country, for our people, mm-hmm. is still really important. Absolutely. The two major wars, the World War One and World War Two, those veterans, they're in their 90s, their late 90s, as you mentioned. Um, so it might not be something that we as millennials would be able to easily connect to. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's something that maybe at their age, it would be probably where you and I are today. Maybe mm-hmm. we would be maybe enlisted and fighting for our countries and basically fighting for our freedom and they didn't even hesitate, some of them, to enlist and say, I'm going to fight to defend those who cannot be defended. Mm-hmm. Um, and to think about what they had to do to leave their families, thinking that they may never see them again. And even for those who left their families and never returned. And the families that have had to live with that. And so even for us, maybe even though we weren't there, maybe we might not be able to fully understand the impact. But we can at least acknowledge and be grateful 
for the sacrifices that they made. Maybe in in a few years from now, when we have our own kids, I think educating them on this is going to be a lot more difficult than it was when we were kids. Mm-hmm. I, I remember being in school every Remembrance Day. We had an assembly. We had the moment of silence yep. at 11 a.m. We sang the, the, the songs, like recited in Flanders Fields. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. And I feel like it mm-hmm. had a really lasting impact on us. Absolutely. And I don't know that it's the same now mm-hmm. for, for school-aged children now. You're right. Um, it will be interesting to maybe hear from those who are younger than us to, to hear how their experience is whenever they go through these Remembrance Day ceremonies at school, uh, maybe when they hear about them um, in the news, or maybe if they uh, partake in some of these ceremonies with their with their families mm-hmm. to see how they feel, to see if they really understand what's going on and just the contributions that the veterans made in order for them to stand where they are today. So uh, we know that a lot of uh, ceremonies and events are going to be happening throughout the month to remember the lives lost and, and remember and commemorate veterans who have uh, sacrificed uh, basically their lives so that we can have an enjoyable life today. Um, one of those events being Operation Raise a Flag at Sunnybrook Hospital. So it's an annual event that happens um, basically at Sunnybrook where thousands of mini Canadian flags are planted on the front lawn of Sunnybrook Veterans Centre. That's one of the country's largest veterans care facilities. And uh, we spoke with Dr. Jocelyn Charles, medical director of the Veterans Centre. Um, she says she loves seeing this event every year because she knows that it warms the hearts um, of veterans when they basically wake up, open their windows and see the sea of Canadian flags that's planted on the front lawns. This was started 10 years ago when we wanted to make sure that our veterans were remembered. Um, And it was just amazing the first few times and actually every year when they wake up and see those flags. There are some tears in the eyes uh, as they realize that Canadians have not forgotten. And it's great because it's really a bringing together of the community and the funds raised 100% 100% of the funds raised through Raise a Flag campaign go directly to enhancing the lives of our veterans. And I wanted to mention, too, that they keep those flags on the front lawn of Sunnybrook for as long as possible. But again, this is just one of many events that will be happening throughout the month of November just to basically honor our veterans. Yeah. And as I said, the lasting impact of what these people did and it's really hard to drive that home, I feel. And and we're in the generation where we're sort of in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the older generation who really can connect to those people in those lives. Mm-hmm. And then the younger generation who really, they don't know much about it. Yeah. They, they really haven't had sort of firsthand experience. We had maybe grandparents yes. who were able to tell us what times were like mm-hmm. back then. I feel like we are sort of the ones bridging the gap. So yeah. how do you think we could do that? That's a, that's a good question in terms of how we could do that. It's going to maybe have to go back to maybe some of the experiences that we had with um, others that came and gave us their experiences and, and educated us on it. I know that uh, during school, we had other veterans that would come mm-hmm. in and talk about their experiences, firsthand stories about what they went through. And then even if 
we don't fully understand, I think we can be able to explain it enough for the younger generation to appreciate. They can understand the simple concept of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And if I think we start there in terms of helping them understand the meaning of sacrifice and basically that someone sacrificed their life so that they could have a peaceful life here, I think that's where the conversation should start. Honestly, I would have said the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. I just feel like we have to keep carrying the traditions on, I should mm -hmm. say, carrying the stories on, having them live on mm -hmm. so that even a hundred years later, there is still some importance to this day mm -hmm. and remembering people who gave their lives essentially absolutely and us. i think even too even if we we don't have the veterans that uh fought in world war one and world war two there are still the wars and the fights that happened even more recently mm -hmm. with the war in afghanistan yep. we know that there are a lot of veterans that are still alive there are a lot of them who have been affected by it they're still there they maybe cannot speak about the stories um, and the experiences that they went to mm -hmm. through because they're so traumatic but we can still honor them they are still very much with us that actually brings about a really good point afwa because throughout this pandemic we've been talking about mental health mm -hmm. and how it's been affecting us but what a lot of people don't realize it's been affecting these vets Absolutely. for years yeah. ptsd is no joke and i think it's also important that we try to help as much as we can to make sure they have access yes. to mental health resources yes absolutely so on behalf of us yes. and everyone here at 105.9 the region we commend and appreciate all of you vets mm -hmm. and those who continue to fight for freedom yep. for Everything, everything that you've done for us, everything that you've done for the country, you did not even take a second look in terms of saying, I'm going to fight for the freedom mm -hmm. of Canadians, the freedom of people around the world. And so simply put, we thank you and what you've done, we can never fully express in words the gratitude that we have. And there's still plenty of time left in this month. We hope that everyone can go out there and uh, purchase a poppy and wear it proudly. Now, you know, a lot of people might not quite understand uh, yeah. where the funds from the poppies go, mm -hmm. the actual pins. Mm -hmm. Where do those funds go? Do they go towards vets and supporting them? Right. So the poppy campaign every year, all of the funds that is raised goes towards helping veterans and helping run programs that benefit veterans, basically. Lest we forget, Remembrance Day is this Wednesday, November 11th. And we should just always remember it. We shouldn't just celebrate and remember these lives on this one day. We should always keep it in the back of our minds mm -hmm. that we are here because of the sacrifices that so many people made. Absolutely. Thank you, Afwa. Thank you, Shaliza. Thank you guys for tuning in to this edition of the Millennial Balance podcast. Afwa and I will be back very soon. Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 The Region. Hey! hey. Chit-chit! Chit-chat. That's Nick, I'm Cal. I'm Nick, he's Cal. Chit-chit! Look at us. Couple of beauties ready to go here. Uh, Are we ready to go? I think so. I think we're ready here. Cal, did you know? Ooh. The average person will spend six months of their life waiting for red lights to turn green. The average time spent waiting at a red light is 45 seconds, accounting for approximately 20% of all driving time. What do you think of that? That's disgusting. Horrible. You know how much I could do with six months of my life? A lot. Whatever you've been doing for the last six months during a pandemic. Well, 
you can do in six months sitting at a red light. Well, it's over a, it's over a lifetime. So for me now, it's like, what, two months, one month, one and a half months of just sitting at red lights? If you do the math, right? If I do the math, right? Not me. I won't do the math. Don't look at me. I'm not doing math. Nick, did you know that you're more likely to die from a vending machine than a shark attack? In Canada, that makes sense because there's not really sharks around in our lakes. Vending machines could be deadly. Like it falling on you or the food, like eating the food that's inside of it because there's some nasty, nasty. That's a good point. I like that too. No, but it's literally like the vending machine toppling over onto you. Like at one point, Coca-Cola had to put a stamp saying stop shaking our, 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 our machines right? because you're killing yourself. And others. So guys, come on. So stop. Scrape together think, a toonie and when you think grab it's, Miss Vicky's. Yeah. When you think it's a good idea to shake the food out of it, don't. Because that's how you die. I remember no. in high school, like, kids were always just trying to do whatever they could to steal food out of the vending machines. Oh, yeah. Sticking stick in their head. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what it was? I was looking into it because I was like, there's no way. And it's, like, not even a small amount. It's, like, four times <laughs> the amount of deaths of sharks to vending machines, Nick. I don't know if your high school had this, but there was um, a, a cookies, a package of cookies you can get, two of them in there, and it had the same amount of calories as a Big Mac meal in just those two cookies. <laughs> no and way. They were tremendous cookies, but like, <laughs> I was terrible in, for you. In, in my elementary, no, maybe it's high school, elementary school, one of the schools I was in, the vending machine, they swapped it from like that trash food chips pop to like good for you food. The sales went like just terrible. Oh, absolutely. I could not. <laughs> you want a celery stick from the vending machine? How about a Cobb salad? A little baby <laughs> carrot bag? <laughs> a couple sesame seeds, yeah. tomatoes, a mixed salad. Yeah, like, come on. Oh, no one wants that. Nick, did you know in early days they used to use ants to sew up your wounds? Ants. So what they would do is if you had an open cut, open cut like that, right? Open cut. They would hold an ant over it until it bit your wound close, and then they'd cut the head off the ant, and it'd just be a head with biting your skin together. And they would do that multiple times. This was before staples or thread and needle. This was before those days. Peter would have been all over that if they knew. Back in the day, they were using ants for things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's frowned no, upon all now. I can, all I can imagine right now is Spider-Man. Put up a picture of Spider-Man holding the, the, the yeah, boat just, together. <gasps> yeah, that's the ants holding the skin together. Just, <laughs> and there's probably about 20,000 of them sitting there. You got a cut this big and there's just ants. Like, could you imagine? I mean, that's neat to know if I was ever alone in the wild for a long amount of time. Cut myself, found an ant hill, took the ants, bit the heads off or whatever I'm doing. And suturing myself. That would be nice to know then. But other than that, what do you... <laughs> How long that would take to sew up to? Like, I hope you got nothing to do this yes. afternoon, let alone this week. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a bad wound because you'll probably bleed to death before you find that many yeah. ants to bite it closed. <laughs> wow, what a waste. But he dies. All those poor ants. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. There's billions of them. I think, don't they like weigh more than we do? On Like if you took the total weight of ants and humans? I've heard that stat before. Something it's like that. Weird. It's a good stuff. Plan of the ants. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Chit Chat with Mick and Cal here. That's a wrap. Thanks. 
Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.